we do this? Do we do this by praying more? Do we do this by reading our Bible more, sharing more WhatsApp statuses about Jesus? These are all good things. And we want to please God with our lives. And what's amazing about the Bible is sometimes we're so looking for the will of God, but then we get just these scriptures that says, this is the will of God. And we're going to look at one of those scriptures this morning. So let's, let's start with 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 15. And we want to please God, and we want to know the will of God. So let's read it together. For this is the will of God, that by doing good we should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Peter is saying the way we live among, he's calling them foolish people, unbelievers, people who don't know Jesus yet, is important with our good deeds. So let's read the next two verses. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. And the next verse says, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Four powerful statements, and Peter is just basically summarizing our relationship with God, with people, with government, the emperor, authority, and with everyone. And that four word he uses is honor everyone. So let's quickly look at that word honor. So, uh, just for Paul's sake, I'm going to use a Greek word <laughs> and give you a Greek definition. So, the word honor comes from the word kimal knew that and what it means is to set a price on something it's used in the context also of the value of a house other in other place in scripture speaking about the value of something he's saying the honor of something actually even when when judas betrayed jesus he was paid money and the word they use is the same greek word they say that they set a price they use this word, so it's, a, it's quite closely related with the value of something. And in the context of honoring people and honoring God, it's ascribing worth to someone. It's ascribing worth to God. It's really saying, I see the worth in someone. I see the, I see the worth in uh, a leader, in authority. I see the worth that God has put on someone. And so that's, a, that's just a key word that we need to remember this morning. Peter then goes on, and he takes three examples of relationships that we're going to look at now. So, where honor is really so clearly expressed. And so, yeah, we, we're going to read a bit, and then I'm going to speak about that. So, 1 Peter 3, verse 18 to 20. Peter speaks about servants and their relationship to their masters. And in our context, this might as well be employees and employers. So let's read about what he says. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. It's contrary to how we would respond out of our flesh. When we're treated unjustly, we want to question, we want to just protect ourselves, we want to, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. But, but Peter is saying, this is how you're supposed to respond. This is what is good in the sight of God, to keep honoring, to keep um, being submissive actually in that relationship. 
So this is the first one. There's two more. The second one is amazing. Let's look at it. From verse 21, it says, Following that, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So this is the second one we're looking at, and it's actually the example that we should follow. And it's the reason why we as Christians, as God's people, can react to our masters, <laughs> that, that, that example Peter was using first, because we see Jesus, we see that he was the one who had no sin, yet he suffered. He was threatened, he did not threaten back. Jesus was never wrong. You know the reason they actually sent Jesus to the cross, the reason they brought is, he was blaspheming, he was saying he's the son of God, he's wrong, he needs to go to the cross. Jesus didn't say, Let's, let me get you some proof, I'm not wrong, and stay off the cross, otherwise we would probably not be here this morning. But I would definitely not be here this morning, let's put it like that. So Jesus had this attitude, and he was showing us an example of how we are to respond. Uh, the last one, just following that verse, I'll go to the next chapter, it's next verse. And he's saying, likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, even when some of them do not obey the word. Even when they're not Christians, but they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. Goes on when they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the wearing of gold, or the putting on of clothing, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, and then which in the sight of God is very precious. And we sometimes wonder, you know, what is God's will? How do we please God? And God is saying a couple of statements here. He says. Peter says, this is pleasing to God. This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. And so it's not a preach about husbands and wives. Um, but there's a third example Paul uses, Peter uses, to explain this, this attitude that we should be having. So there are obvious parallels between these three portions of Scripture. The first is we have servants, and we have Christ, and then we have wives, and, and, and the they are being explained as treated unjustly, um, but the response is the parallel that we should be looking at. It's, it's staying subject to God, actually. It's actually obeying God. It's actually having an attitude that reflects God's humility, that shows God, actually, and it's actually being a true testimony. So, yeah, sort of a, a phrase that if you forget everything, I hope you'll remember this because it binds. <laughs> <laughs> and that works. So, what we're reading there is the, the servant being treated unjustly might, might as well stand up for their rights and probably win some case and, and win. But what's important here is that it's not about being right. 
as much as it's about being liked. Let's let that sink in. So, and that's the that's basically a summary of this attitude that we should have. And yeah, I wanna I wanna share a quick story about how that has applies to my life. Um, and really a, a way that I learned this in the hard way and that I was actually not, couldn't understand that well. And I, I want to explain just the, the impact that that had and how it changed my views. I was working at a, at a company three years ago. I was in Cape Town. And we were working in a team, 10 people in a team. Um, I was actually the only guy. And yeah, it was a bit interesting to work with nine women in a team. And I was trying to please God. I was trying to really be liked to these people. They, as far as I know, I don't, I don't think any of them were Christians. And I was really just trying to interact, be liked. Um, I was even inviting one of them to church. Um, and, you know, that actually backfired a bit. I, was, I think there were times when I was I had a little bit of persecution because of being a Christian in a legitimate way. The manager actually called me in and said, you can't just invite people to church. And so there was a bit of uh, challenging things. But I knew that I was actually pleasing God at doing that. And then there came an incident where, so we are serving as a team, the, an international company spanning a lot of time zones. And so they can just send us a mail, but they stay in America, like people sleeping. So what we needed to do as a team is we needed to respond and say, hello, thanks for your mail. We'll get it, we'll answer later. And so it was just, it had to be done at awkward times. And so our, I'm an engineer, and basically the administration people of the team did that. But then, because they were all women, a couple of them at the same time just got uh, babies, and they were on maternity leave. And so we had to stand in for them. And now I'm an engineer, and I'm feeling like I need to stand in in this administrative role, just replying uh, mails. And when they returned from their maternity leave, they said, okay, now everyone's going to do this. You have to stay up until like, you have to work basically until eight at night on some days and you need to reply mails. And I was thinking, how unfair is that? Like, that is crazy. I'm, I'm, I work eight to five. Where was that in my contract? I have a young family. I have community on Sundays. You know, I was just finding all these justifications for I don't need to do that. That was tough. I actually spoke to our, our leader in the church there in, in Justin and, and Ed Smith in the Cape, and he said, yeah, it's probably a good thing to do what they say, and didn't really take it in, didn't really listen. And I went to my manager, and I sent him a mail, very nice words, but coming down to I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and uh, I phrased it very well, though, I must say. But it really, it really broke down the relationship in the team. I was known as a Christian, but I was actually not willing to honor this request and to honor the leaders in that team. Um, and it came to a point, and I'm really being vulnerable because the Lord has reached me in this area, I came to a point where the manager had to just say, listen, the relationships are breaking down to such an extent that it's not healthy for you to be here anymore. It was, it was really difficult for me. It's actually the reason we came to Jen. 
And so the Lord really said to me, like, this is a very tough business. He is working everything for good. So, and, and we needed to see clearly how my attitude should be and going forward. Um, and I really needed to realize this is something God wants to be shifted. And I needed to repent. And I, and, and I can speak about this this morning because this is something God has really done in me. Um, and I'm not saying this for, well, I mean, at my current company and the, the companies where I'm after that, guess what I do when they ask, can you just do a little extra? Me first, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just about, yeah, say on, on Friday, I had this, this, this check-in with my manager and after the meeting, she just said, you're just going to thank just giving good words and, and this and that. Thanks for working late one or two times. And I was just sitting there thinking, and I'm not saying this for me, I'm saying this as a result of what actually happened to me. And I'm just think, sitting there thinking, what a great platform for the gospel if they can say some, so something like that about you and your work. Because really, m- the main goal is to share the light. But how am I going to do that if my testimony there is just broken down? So I'm really just conscious of of that and I think as we're in a time where we want to be light we want to share the gospel this is an important space and it really sets the stage for us to to be light to the world yeah. so there's a one more scripture um, in Colossians if we can just quickly put that on it explains Paul writes this letter to the Colossians, and we're not slaves, I know, but this can be applied as employees, employer as well. And he says, slaves, obeying everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service, as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. And so being conscious that we don't just want to look okay, let's really have a heart of honoring, of serving Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. I was reading that verse, and I thought, that's true. I, I, I was wrong in that in one situation. I was actually, it wasn't partiality, I'm a Christian, it's just okay. Like, there was actually a real consequence for me, personally. So, yeah, it is a, a personal testimony about this, but I, I, want to, I wanted to, to explain how our attitude should be and how this sets the stage for the gospel. So, yeah, um, th- that is basically, I, w- I want to pray for us about this, and I want us to just think about how we can also apply this to our lives. And not only to employers, but also to honor one another, also to go the extra mile, um, also about honoring our leaders even in church, about honoring parents, about honoring husbands and wives, and to really realize that the example Christ set for us is the one we should follow. It's not about standing up for ourselves. It's not about being right, but being light, yeah. So, Lord, we just want to pray this 